This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible. Greetings, this is Harry. I represent the Reformed Church of Hastings, being one of the Reformed Churches of New Zealand. Our place of worship is 1234 Howard Street, Parkvale. You're most welcome to join us in worship every Sunday at 10am and also at 4.30pm. Do join us. God Almighty declares to us today, I myself will search for my sheep and look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them. So will I look after my sheep. I will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on a day of clouds and darkness. I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. Greetings again. In the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Here's a question. What bugs you about God? Well, people everywhere, whether Christians or not, have problems and difficulties in their lives. How you deal with your problems may be very different to how your neighbour deals with their problems or how another member of your family deals with their difficulties. Of course, as Christians, we also have a particular way of dealing with problems and difficulties. That is by reading God's Word or through prayer and by seeking encouragement and support from fellow believers or by looking for spiritual guidance from an elder in the church or a minister or a pastor. Perhaps right now you have problems in your life maybe financial difficulties or problems in your relationships with others or problems in business or difficult decisions that you need to make. Will you avoid talking to Christian about it? Do you think, no, well, will I go to a church with this problem? Why is this? Well, perhaps because you know that inevitably the conversation will turn to God, to Jesus Christ, it'll turn to the Bible. So why don't you want to know about God and the Bible? Why is it that when people do hear someone talk about God or the Bible, they immediately mock it, they laugh it off, 
They want to make a joke out of it, or they get angry and lash out. There would be few people who have no reaction or response at the mention of God, the Bible, or Jesus Christ. So then, what bugs people? What bugs you about God? Well, you wouldn't actually have a problem saying the words, but somehow saying them makes you feel uncomfortable and ill at ease. Why is this? Well, because it means something. Saying, yes, God exists, means you are acknowledging that a higher power exists, one much more powerful than you. Perhaps you think, well, he may make you do things you don't want to do. He may control you. He may impose his will on you. He may even stop you having fun. Therefore, you conclude you don't need a God. You want to be your own boss, in control of your own life, in charge of your own destiny. You don't want any kind of relationship with God. So you push that thought, you push him away far out of your life. Let me ask you, can you really push the Lord God Almighty away? Think about it. He is God Almighty, sovereign. You cannot push him away. He's more powerful than you or me. So, you see, you are connected to God, even if you deny it. He created you, and you bear his image. As we read in the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible, chapter 1, there we read, And then God said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and of the birds of the air, over the livestock, over all the earth, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. So then we have been created. We just didn't evolve from slime floating in a pond. Just look how your own body is made and how it functions. Even if you just look at how the brain functions, how your blood cells are renewed and how your kidneys and your liver work, do you really believe that all these wonderful parts developed and grew out of slime? Because you are created, it means or implies that you have a relationship with your Creator. However, you may believe you have no relationship to God. But he has a relationship with you. Even Albert Einstein declared that God does not throw dice. By that, I think he concludes that there is controlled order in the universe. Now, God didn't just create you. He created all life. He created the universe and everything in it. So this means that you are also connected to the rest of creation. Many people acknowledge this truth very readily. You may have heard people talk about being at one with nature and trying to explain how we are connected to it. But they conveniently fail to acknowledge this connection exists by the one common factor, that all creation was created by one God. It's easier and more acceptable to leave God out of the picture, so to speak. 
So when you live your life denying God exists, you automatically place man in the position of God, in control and all-powerful. You support this view by talking about the hidden strengths of man, the powers he can tap into within himself. And you do not have a problem talking about the God within. Your solutions, your guidance comes from looking into yourself. So long as we are in control of this God and we maintain that this God is a part of us, it's okay and even acceptable to talk about God because that still leaves you in control. But alas, you know, this is not the truth. We, all of us, are a part of God, a part of his creation. Many people find this totally unacceptable because they do not want to be in a position where they are responsible to or accountable to someone they cannot control or manipulate. It offends them. After all, man can do anything. You make man to be some kind of a god. And that, dear listeners, is the devil's lie. Way back in the Garden of Eden, In the first few chapters of the Bible, Satan, in the form of a serpent, tempted Eve. God had said to Adam and Eve, if they ate the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden, they would surely die. But then Satan came along and told them, you will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of the fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when Adam and Eve ate the fruit from the tree, did they become gods? Definitely not. They realized they were naked. They were ashamed and they hid themselves from God. They were afraid. Why was this? Well, Adam and Eve knew they had disobeyed God. Their perfect relationship was broken. Their perfect relationship with the rest of creation was broken. Later, after Adam and Eve had children, they could see that their relationship to other people was broken when Cain, their son, murdered his brother Abel. This brokenness has been passed on through all the generations of man and even to this very day. And this very much reflects the problems we have in our society. Well, thankfully, this is not the end of the story. It is the beginning. This is where the Bible begins. It takes us on an incredible journey of God's grace, of his mercy, and of his great love. His book is full of truth to guide us, to instruct us, and because God created us, he knows us better than we know ourselves. In Psalm 139, we read, For you... Lord, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. The Bible is full of the journey of God's relationship with his people, with us. Do you believe?
in the Father who created all that is. And we believe the universe and all therein is His. As a loving Heavenly Father,
Listeners, God has never let go of us. God will not let go of you. He has not denied your existence. On the contrary, he has upheld your existence. He gives you the very air that you breathe. But today, people like to bury their head in the sand and pretend that God doesn't exist because then they are not accountable to him. So then, when they are confronted about God, confronted about his existence, confronted about his word, They, like Adam and Eve, want to hide. They want to point the finger elsewhere. They want to blame. They want the focus of themselves. For in their heart, mind and soul, they know the shame that Adam and Eve felt. They feel the fear that Adam and Eve felt. And they do not know where to go to be restored. Listeners, the Bible tells us there is only one way to God. And that one way is only through the Lord Jesus Christ. He has opened the way for us to be restored, to be healed from the brokenness that's within us, within our hearts, the brokenness that we see all around us in our society. Christ, Jesus Christ, has opened the way back to God. The Lord Jesus Christ, He was broken for you and me with his suffering and death and sacrifice on that cross. Can you remain cold to this love? Do you want to push it away and not acknowledge it because then you'd feel indebted or undeserving? Listeners, it is a free gift to you, a free gift of love, of grace. I urge you not to turn your back on it. Don't mock it. Do not resist the Lord in order to retain some independence from him. I urge you, the Bible urges you today, when you hear his voice, do not harden your heights. And I would also like to encourage you to attend a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-preaching church community in your area. Live and grow with the freedom that brings you when you look to the Lord Jesus to fill that spiritual vacuum inside your soul, inside your being. You will find hope and purpose in your life. What have you to lose? Perhaps your pride? Well, let us take a moment in prayer. Almighty God, Lord of creation, you alone are God. None can compare with you. How foolish we are to live without acknowledging you. You have given us all things, including your mercy, your grace, and most of all, you gave your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice for our rebellion, for our sins. Your love for us we cannot fathom. Forgive our sins of pride and arrogance, Lord. We ask, Lord, to be restored from the brokenness in and around us. Cleanse us from shame and guilt, through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may live lives that will bring glory and honor to you. For in humility, in service, there is hidden strength and freedom that must be experienced. Lord, we pray for restraint and peace in the war zones of this world.
Lord, we pray for those who mourn the loss of loved ones. We pray for those in hospital. Provide healing. We pray for the inmates. May they be set free through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray for those addicted to alcohol and drugs. We pray for deliverance that they may be unshackled. We pray for our land and those in authority over us. Provide our leaders with wisdom. Guide their decision-making. Guide them back to your statues, your ways, O Lord. Lord, we thank you for not letting go of us. Your faithfulness endures forever. Praise the Lord, all you peoples. And we praise this, pray this in the name of the rock of our salvation, the Messiah, the Redeemer, Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in today. The Lord willing, we will be back in two weeks at this time. Today's message will be repeated next Sunday at 1 p.m. here on Radio Hawks Bay, 1431 a.m. and 104.7 f. M. If you would uh, wish to comment, please give us a call. Our number is 0687-600-62. In Psalm 23, we read there a comforting psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now Jesus Christ, the great shepherd, gives encouragement to believers. Nothing whatever, whether great or small, can happen to a believer without God's ordering or permission. Just as the telescope and the microscope show us that there is order and design in all the works of God's hands, from the greatest planet to the least insect, so does the Bible teach us that there is wisdom, order and design in all the events of daily life. There is no such thing as chance, luck or accident in the Christian's journey through this world. It is all appointed for the believer's good. For meditation, fear him, stand in awe, you saints, and you will then have nothing else to fear. Let us praise God from whom all blessings flow.
This programme was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Hawke's Bay, your community access media station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this type of programming possible.